So, so I punched me Spike that, in the face. No, no, she tells me. No, that I punched him in the use, face. That is about as useful as keeping a condom in a fanny pack. I punched him so in the face. So what I did was, I put my condom back in my fanny pack, and I figured the date was over. And, uh, that's and then, and done. then you told the story, and I punched you in the face. No, no, no see, that would work if there was a bruise on my face. There's, there's a video component to this podcast now. Yeah, and, and that's why that's why Victor puts filters on things. Oh yeah, there's so a filter to a make you filter. not look as terrible. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a bruise filter now. Gotcha. Okay. We'll get it's the called editing in post. Yeah. Yeah, Vic, you're fixing everything in post, okay? Like literally everything. No, this this I'm not recording anything right now. You're gonna have to fix that in post. Anyway. Well, welcome I'm to the Transmit Podcast. I'm Samantha. And you know I'm Spike. You know, do I'm, they? I'm, oh, they do. Or do they care? They know, care, and love the maestro of podcasts. Oh, you wish that that was the that maestro. was true. It is the most true. Look, I'm not even in light because this arm is all terrible. Well, here I can I can fix that right now. No, it's here, fine. Here, it's fine. No, it's fine. Well, Just scoot be, over a little bit. You want to be in light? See, there you go. See, yeah. I'm, I'm all the way over here. I got a light over here. I got a light over there. Yeah, well, this isn't working. Well, which which isn't working? The little light to my right. Well, here I can fix that. No, you move. Don't move. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Is that better? One time. Move a little bit better. A little, yeah, it's a little bit better. Well, so anyway. Yeah, this is just the, 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 like, the, an auspicious start to our new. Uh, we got some new gear here at the Transmit Podcast. I just we, we've had it for a couple off. weeks. No, no, not that. The screen is off. Oh, it is off. Hey, our screen's off. No, we. I picked up. The Rode Wireless 2 Go. Oh yeah, it's alright. We're good. And this thing sounds awesome. I got the I got the dual one. What's the point of that? Well, see now you notice there's no wire going to the camera for audio. Oh. And also it goes straight to the camera, and we could have two people being like interviewed or doing a bit or something with uh, with two different feeds. Interesting. And have really and we have quality audio. These yeah. things are the business. Let me tell you. But we have a whole bunch of other stuff besides me plugging a, a product that I don't get paid for. Yeah, we should not plug. Pro- so I'm gonna turn my beer bottle around. I'm not. I'm gonna stop drinking this well, liquid death. Unless you got it on Amazon, we might be able to be an affiliate. Now the only place that our had affiliate it was, link uh, ended was B and H Audio, because we didn't sell anything. Yeah. Also, the only place that had it at a reasonable price was um, B and H Audio. Because you schmucks yeah, don't you buy cheap, anything. You cheap bastards out there! Listen, we're gonna have shirts. If you don't buy it, we're gonna cry. Also, Liquid Death. We'll take your money. It's actually pretty good. Um, so wait, uh, we we got we got some stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um, for example, an electric bike. Um, I love motorcycles. Right. And yeah, my this uncle was awesome. my uncle was big onto this. He was like, "Hey, check this out." It's the Saunders electric. <laughs>
Thank you, everyone, okay, for joining us today. Yeah, I'm Storm most. Saunders, Born founder of Saunders yeah, Premium Electric muscle. Bikes. In 2021, we fully embrace new culture, like, you know, it, a new revolution, electric like, revolution. We maintain low price points, not by cutting corners, but by creating new rounded edges. We work smart, not cheap. And we have invented a whole new manufacturing process to get there. So today I'm excited to announce the next part of our journey. In this next stage of electric for everyone, we're going bigger, we're going faster, we're going pedal free. This is MetaCycle. This beauty wasn't built for people so where are you putting, who want I didn't even a Harley you or a Kawasaki. Uh, it was built for people track. like you. MetaCycle, purpose of this bike was purely to strip oh, away barriers and bring the most accessible motorcycle ever to market. To that end, we've got a simple, smooth, powerful, eight kilowatt permanent magnet AC hub motor. The battery gives you good 80 plus miles of range. It's a 4,000 watt hour battery. This battery is removable. Let's say you live somewhere where you got to take it out and take it inside to charge. That's totally doable. Absolutely. Entire bike is based around our unique to the industry cast exo frame. This is a cast aluminum frame that houses all of the components, the cables, everything else are routed inside. It's been thoroughly engineered and analyzed to be safe, comfortable, and last a lifetime. Additionally, the bike is based around 72-volt system, so it's a safer voltage, easy to charge and maintain, and in general, just best bike you could have, the easiest bike you could have, the only Saunders motorcycle. Well, if you ever think about... Uh... Boom. Why? Because um, they're already kind of like getting hit hard by the media mm -hmm. for safety. And okay. there's just no way to make oh, yeah, a motorcycle they, safe. Yeah, they did have some issues with their even cars though, burning. Even though electric cars are like, have been proven now to be way safer yeah. than like, you know, but internal they, combustion it, It's cars. hard to get over the stigma of watching the cars catch fire on the road. That, that's going to stick with you for a while. Yeah, but, you know, they don't catch fire anymore. Well I, well, I get that, but still, it's like it's like one of those things where like if you're if you're a public figure and you do something silly, on camera, you're going to be known for that for a long and time. And Elon Musk does not want to make a bike because they're just well, yeah, death, the, they're death machines. They really are, like, yeah, unsafe. So, so they're they're serving a an un um, unserved market. Unserved market. Yeah, I mean, motorcycles are already one of the most critiqued motor vehicles um, because it is very difficult to make them safe, especially when they are um, all pared down like this. That's Part of why what you tend to see people get into really bad accidents on, um, like crotch rockets, versus something like a BMW touring bike, yeah, like one of those RT. cruisers, yeah. Like you, you don't see the RTs getting into as much trouble. Um, well, also you, because you, those are just like relaxing motorcycle riders. No, they're not. Like, what those big cruisers? No. What no, you're not like doing like sports stuff with them. You're not. Yes. Like, Yes, you, you can. Wait, so with, the, with those big cruisers, show me that big cruiser, and you show me someone popping a wheelie with a thing with a radio in the front. I'm not talking about a fucking Harley. I'm talking about an RT, like the 1200 RT BMW is a bike that can pop a wheelie, and it can do in excess of, like, 130. Okay, so you're and talking people, about... And people, people, my, f shouldn't say it, but my family rides purely BMWs, and my cousin can pop wheelies on the RTs, and he has done so, and... It's CNRT. 
Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, well, yeah. So, like, yeah, those more performance bikes, of course. Yeah, you're gonna go faster. You're gonna you're gonna accelerate faster, and you're gonna just like prone to more accidents. But you're talking when you say cruising bike, I thought you meant like one of those bigger ones. Where you, you I didn't say cruising bike. You said that. Well, I st- okay. So I was talking about cruising bikes. So I was saying like, yeah, those bigger cruising bikes. You're not gonna be like you know doing all that sporty stuff. It's for cruising around. So those are safer, and also they're bigger, so you got more cushion. Yeah, that, so that's really th- there we go hmm. so i mean these actually um the uh the chp rides the i think the 1150s 1150 rts so i, I think that should tell you plenty about this motorcycle basically um, because they ride those things like you wouldn't freaking believe, and they're they're built to be just as performative as say like the 1000 RR, which is a BMW performance bike. You can't you can't try to talk to me about motorcycles and act like you know more than me. Well, I wasn't saying I know more than you. I'm talking about, like, one specific kind of motorcycle, the cruising bikes, like, you know, the big ones. You don't see people, like, wrecking on those all the time because they're... Unless it's a Harley because Harleys are terrible. Nine times out of ten, the bike you see on the side of the road is going to be a Harley. Is that for is that for just automotive issues, or is that, like, a wreck wreck? Because, yeah, I've heard the other... Yeah, they're, the they're terrible automotive. Yeah. So Wise, and then you get all the assholes that ride them that think they're badass, and they wipe out plenty of times. It looks like it's in a transformer and a bumble into bumblebee from Transformers. It does. It right? does. This is actually like my dream bike. Is a one thousand RR. Um, these things are wicked. So. BMW, huh? Yeah. Well. BMW. I mean, okay. BMW is probably one of the safest, if not the safest, vehicle in general across the world, as far as being able to survive impacts. Um, being maneuverable, being built very well. They use higher quality products generally. I'm sure there are other vehicles, other car companies that um, are making products just, you know, pretty close to being as safe. But BMW is pretty well renowned for all of their safety implements and the um, ability for their vehicles to withstand issues. Um, and so, even their bikes, as difficult as it can be to make a motorcycle be safe, their bikes are pretty much the same. You don't have nearly as many issues on these as you do on something else. So, um, so that's Sondor. That's Sondor. But from an impact uh, standpoint, I think you have about the same. So, I mean, I, you look at this. This looks like some kid's little freaking, like, it, 50cc. It does, but it does 80 yeah. And so it's, it'll, it's, it'll it's, go 80 miles, too. It's like, yeah, you get, for every, <laughs> every mile per hour you get, you lose, <laughs> a, lose a whole mile that right. you can so drive. If you do 80 miles an hour from the start, you, you got one hour of drive time, hopefully you get there within an hour. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, you're done. Which, um, I mean, this is, the, yeah, so this is a really cool bit. So if they fill in some more with battery... You'll be good, and if you make it a little bigger, you can make it a little more utilitarian. Because right now, this is just for putting around town. Yeah, it's more like a cafe bike. Yeah. Like it's not really, 
designed to you could treat it as a daily driver i suppose if you don't go too far yeah if you're just like if i like my um, job I, I drive 15 minutes to get to work yeah like but yeah like you you could probably yeah hit the road or like do like do the thing where you're like driving up a winding road but i think it have to be shaped a little differently because the guy on the thing was stand sitting straight up yeah they're not they're definitely not meant for like major maneuverability like you're not going to be able to take a corner on this, this nearly is, as well yeah, this is like the first this is like a motorcycle version of the first iphone it's it's, it's it's got some functionality it's like riding one of those little scooters it looks like a freaking scooter mixed with a cafe bike i like the concept i really do i like the yeah, price point the pri i mean five thousand dollars for it is actually for what you're getting it's not terrible, but it's also like you can spend $5,000 on a bike from a different company and get more bang for your buck. But then you have to buy gas. Yeah, but do you know how expensive <laughs> no. it is to fill up a motorcycle? It's so I know, cheap. I know. Like, um, but if you're a, like early adopter mindset person, you're probably going to buy this. Yeah, probably. This, you want one th of the this is like a hipster. This is like a hipster thing, right? Yeah, yeah. If you want one of the first electric motorcycles, so how do we buy one? I think you go online, like any other vehicle that's really cool nowadays. You're probably just gonna go online. Let's put let's put our five hundred dollars down and do a first world thing. It's like we don't use this motorcycle, but we we are an early adopter. There's um, there's actually five levels of that. So what, uh, oh yeah, you can order right now. So what, what do we have to do to put down? Okay, so. So they've got different colors. Super Su massive is the uh, black color. Arctic is white, and then naked silver is just the straight aluminum. Because you couldn't just say silver, black, and white. So they'll have you pay a thousand dollars. So you know they want twenty percent. Okay, that that sounds about right for a car or a vehicle. No. Yeah. So I would say if you bought this, you're even before early adopter. Before that, it's innovators. It's like those innovators, early adopters. Uh, and then schmucks. <laughs> the early majority, the late majority, and then the laggards. So they're shipping. Oh God, that sounds awful. They're shipping. <laughs> they're shipping the end of Q3. So you would get it by the probably in September, October ish. Hey, hey, you want you want to put down a grand and get a get a motorcycle with me? We can do we can do little putts around town. We can wear the the riding leathers and like the helmets and shit and act really badass. So they've got the heads-up display, oh, like just like does, Tesla yeah. does. It's funny they call it a metacycle. Yeah, I like that. Mm. This is uh, my. It sounds like you're saying motorcycle, but this is my metacycle. This is the meta of cycling. Which is my metacycle. Yeah, the 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 owner of the company got drunk and was like, "I want to call. It, I want to make a metacycle. A metacycle? Oh yeah." It's like, okay, we well, did your thing the next day. Uh, your metacycle. My what? It's a metacycle. <laughs> what idiot would call it a metacycle? It's a motorcycle. Oh, and they have these little guys. Oh, the they have little just regular electric bicycles. I could do that. Aww. Uh, $1,300 for just the regular one. 
So their base model? So a little more than a fifth the price of their flagship like motorcycle or metacycle. Metacycle. I mean, I would be lying if I said that I wasn't like actually halfway considering scraping together like a thousand dollars so that I could buy the motorcycle or I could just like buy a, a regular motorcycle. Just get a regular motorcycle. Like they vibrate. I would get oh. a, I would get an electric motorcycle. So that's just my path in life. But then you, then then you have to learn to ride it. An innovator. Yeah, yeah, you'd also you have to learn you'd have to like take the test for a new form of vehicle, mm-hmm. learn all the rules for that. But well, you, so you all, you take the um you just take the written and then you get your permit and you can ride on your permit for like I want to say a year. Oh. It might be only 6 months, but most people run it for more than a year. Um, so, you know, you have time before you have to actually go and do the official drive test on them. Right. And, well, I was thinking too, is like, uh, the, 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 the generic noise for driving away from somewhere is no longer going to be, it's going to be, yeah, some sort of, yeah, I was, I was hitting the road and I just gunned it and went down the road. And let me tell you, I blew that guy away with my <laughs> sweet electric derby bike. I was just like, wait. Oh God. Okay, this is just devolving us into making mouth noises at the audience. Okay. Speaking of speaking of innovation, I don't know that I would call this innovation. There is an innovation, and let me say, innovation is an innovation unto itself. But this is right. the next they posted it on their Instagram page, right? Because um, you got to get this out to the people. The Jan Sport. Okay, but so this this was kind of like not even legit no. they did it as like a raffle um so you could only win it through their raffle but uh here here is the the jan sport backpack bra and i mean oh my god and let me tell you like it's kind of cute actually. it's awfully bulky right well i mean it's got storage so if either uh, either you fill in or you put it like your snacks is in it there one size fits all or is it like oh, different so it was part of a sizes. six piece one-of-a-kind collection customers could win through a raffle and the collection also showed fishing vests, shorts, zipper slippers, and camp seats made out of their iconic bags. Um, you could not purchase them, obviously. You only could win them through the raffle. Um, and let's just zoom in a little bit. Good Lord. The, it, it looks like someone made, like... It looks like a, a like a hobo, like a hot hobo, like got really crafty, like out back of a Jansport uh, store. Everything she's wearing is backpack. Is backpack. It's a yes. backpack top, the a skirt, backpack, the shoes, skirt, backpack shoes. It's like all she needs is a hat. And we're set. yeah, it's like somebody. She's got a backpack fetish, actually, is what I think. Yeah, that is like she's like I feel free when I'm wearing backpacks. So you some know, of some of the comments though are funny from okay, Twitter. Oh, what's if, that? If it's if it's backpack bra, shouldn't it be called a front pack? That's true. You know what? You're absolutely right. Should we change it to front pack? Some I was going to say that before these Twitter people. Lise Loval said, if I take a... No. So you're telling me my titties could carry all of my necessities? CJ the Biggest Foo wrote, if I take a girl's shirt off and this is underneath, I would not be able to do anything but laugh for a solid five minutes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pimpasaur said, let me just fit these over my 34-age boobies real quick. Um, 
And Volmer on Fire said, when my wife asks me, help grab something out of the back of her bag, it'll be a whole new experience. So, <laughs> well, And the thing is, like, I've seen numerous women, like when I've worked in retail, like pull money out of their bra. It's a secure location. Exactly. And this is just the next logical step. Well, the next, like, No, because there's, steps. like, I think people would feel a little bit less uncomfortable trying to steal <laughs> money out of your shirt right. if <laughs> it was, like, in a backpack. But also, Boob. but also, this this carries more more of a uh, more of a fine, like or more of a punishment if you like try to steal this woman's bags, because it, it's also technically a sexual assault. You're not just stealing, but you're also like undressing her in the street. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I mean, it's cute, it's funny, it's quirky, but it almost looks kind of like a small vest. It really it does. does, right? It, it does. It's like someone said, no, no, like, like someone came up and said, oh, check it out, I made a backpack vest. It's like, no, and they're like, no, no, this is a backpack bra. Looks like a stripper with like a camping theme. <laughs> camping theme stripper. Uh, it's like the tent is her skirt. She's like, she's got the, st- the stakes in it and everything. It's a very uh, au- it's a very awkward undressing. Please welcome to the stage, Camping Cassie. Camping Cassie, nice alliteration. Very nice. She's got like a... <laughs> Like a marshmallow, she's gonna make some s'mores. Mm. Yeah, I'm. I'm not as amused by that as you are. I, li- so I like that. Movie. No, I like that. She, yeah, she sets a little. Fi- she starts a little campfire. And she's, she's just making s'mores. So along the same thread of whatever this is, uh, Spike, you wanted us to look at a couple of trailers for. Oh yes, so phone games. Okay, well it's I I they're iPad games for me. Yeah, well it's fun. So games. like this first one was actually it's, it's actually really good. I, I had a lot of fun with it, and I actually I still am. It's a tower defense game. I'd seen commercials for another game, like it, like the internet knew. Two girls, one, one garrison. This, this is Garrison Girls. Notice something about this uh, uh, this comely woman. She has no nipples. She has no, nipples. no nipples. This is how yeah, this or is. They're, how they're just very hidden. She taped yeah, she taped them off to the sides. <laughs> and maybe it's where those black dots are. Yeah. I, well, I'm, so I, whatever that's. My I question mean, for copyright law is like, is this just in another country, or is there no if if you just put a new skin over the same mechanic, are you just like secure from all like litigation? Did you check to see if it was the same manufacturer? Oh, let's, let's, it's from Tune Experts. Tune Experts. So we, we, we could look this up, but you're going to see some titties probably. This is from uh, 
With iron? Iron hide. Iron, yeah. Okay, let's yeah. see. Okay, iron side, iron hide. Yeah, it's iron hide. So let, I can't even. Yeah. I'm gonna look this up now. I'm sure that mechanic is like free. But if you see, but no, I've played, source. I've played both, and like the units, like it's the same, like they function the same in the game. Hmm. All the all the units are the same. They're just skinned a little differently. Did iron hide game oh. make? So, yeah. You know, oh. sign and yeah, no, no, no sign. Come on, like. I was just looking at. Um, Boomer's got the Vax SNL skit on the right, oh. and I'm wishing that I was watching that instead of this girls' garrison game, which just so I'm, I'm dumb. So it it is very dumb, but okay. Uh, let's see. Girl, girls welcome to girls' garrison. garrison. And well, also the, it slaps on extra mechanics, like you you buy them gifts and stuff, and then you can. See the <laughs> Nut taco? What? Nut taco. Okay, nice. so yeah, there's nothing on this. So yeah. it's a taco made with peanuts. <laughs> anyway, that yeah, that's that's, that's what it is. I see, there's more. It's interesting. Oh yeah, there's like, like yeah, disaster girl. Yeah. So. So okay, wait, wait. Before we get into this, so before you like show them this when you edit this together, um, describe quickly what an NFT is. We don't need to read like the whole bit for this. We still good on time? Uh, we actually should. Okay, so let's see. We're gonna take a break, and then Vic's gonna do a quick explanation of what an NFT is. So continuation. And and we're back. Yeah. So, do you want to? Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Do you want to? Do you want to tell us? Tell us well, a little uh, bit about what an NFT, NFT is. Just just yeah, just a quick overview of what that is. Digital scarcity. The it stands for non-fungible token. There we go. It's a simulation of a physical object in the cyber world. So basically, you're claiming rights to something that will forever be uh, recorded. A on one, the, like a one-off, right? On the blockchain, yeah. So there's only one, yeah, token. So it's a non-fungible token, which means you can't divide, divide it. it or, you know. And and the way it was, just, like yeah, that. the way it was described to me is like there's a lot of pictures of the Mona Lisa out there, but only one of them is super valuable because it is the picture of the Mona Lisa, and it's kind of like that. Yeah. So to that end, because we say that's mainly because we say it is right, and so be, it can only be that way uh, because of um, these NFTs are uh, created on the Ethereum blockchain, which is like one of the is like the second biggest cryptocurrency. Right. So that whole ecosystem allow basically allows not only for the transfer of tokens but these little NFTs. And after seeing what people are doing with it, I'm now beginning to think that maybe some of cryptocurrency is jumping the shark because we got here, uh, people are just doing things, just whatever they want to make an NFT. So we, we got this meme girl here, the girl looking away from a fire like she started it with her mind. That's an NFT sold for almost 500K. Yeah, she, I mean, she, it's literally the little girl who is the subject of the portrait. Right. Sold it herself. Um, I think. Oh, that's good. Yeah, good for her. I forget what she was doing. It's about four hundred and thirty grand. Um, 
So she was she's 21 now. She was four. So this picture is 17 years old. Uh, and it was actually a controlled fire. Oh, or or the f- fire was under control at that point. It I was guess. it wasn't a horrible disaster um, at that point. It won a JPEG magazine photo contest in 2008, and then swiftly became a meme because you Why know not? that's what happens. Uh, oh, that's there she is now, and so I what we're finding now. <laughs> Is um like I think this is like the thing back in the day. Um, South Park had a an episode about people like mean people trying to figure out how to like h- how to um monetize their fame. Yeah, and we didn't have an answer back then, but now it looks like we have an answer for how to monetize this fame. Right, which is important because she made zero dollars off of that image once it like won the contest. But it had value. Right, but now that. The token has been coded. She and her dad will receive ten percent of the profits anytime it's used in the future. So anytime it changes oh, hands, huh? so they went with ten. Well, yeah, I think, and I think there should be some law to like codify this sort of thing. So like, you know, not some rando can't get that picture and just say, "Oh, I own it now." There has to be. I think there should be some like you know copyright law where it's, if it's somebody's likeness or somebody's work, oh, yeah, if there's some legal protection for that. So it's not just like, yeah. "Oh, someone farted. I t- I stole Hugh Jackman's fart." And it's mine now. So yeah, I see what you're saying. Like if someone, um, Numa, Numa Numa guy, can't, I can't like sell Numa Numa guys like NFT. Yeah, only he can sell it. Like Chris Crocker sold the Leave Britney Alone video recently. I forget for how much. Yeah, I think at some point they're gonna have to make a lot. Like right now, it's so rare. Right. There's some few people like working on this right now, but well, I don't know. I think. And, I, I mean, Beeple, Beeple made millions of dollars off of his NFTs. Yeah, he's a high millionaire now. Yeah, so I, yeah, so I think this is, this is a good way to finally, I think it should be a little more like copyright law in a lot of ways. So like, yeah, it's like an artist gets like commission for their art or whatever. Because yeah. th- this, is how we, this is how everyone makes money off the internet, I think, in the future. And, and, and it's a fair. When my dad was here a few weeks ago, we went out to dinner with him and we actually had a discussion about NFTs. And the question that my dad asked was, so the person that's orig- that's in possession of the original, the creator, still has the original version, so what stops them from making more and selling them? Mm-hmm. And the answer was, if you do that, then because it loses scarcity, it decreases the value of both products. There's, there's so if that. you have two versions, if you have, you know. Yeah, if she decided to make a second one of the same exact yeah. image, it would, the first one would lose. And, and also remember. no longer have any value. And also remember, no matter how many pictures of, going back to the Mona Lisa, no matter how many pictures we print off of that, the Mona Lisa still has the value. Because part of that value is that non-fungible token that this, that one that she owns, is the definitive version. And it's the first one. And so if you make a bunch of like, you know, kit cars of like whatever, like oldie, old car, if it's not a real version of that old car, it's not going to be as valuable. You can try to pass it off as such. But, you know, there, at least with this, there's a blockchain that says, oh, no, this isn't that. Yeah. So I think there are some protections, which I, I think it, I think yeah. there's, there's, there's against, I, against like copies, like yeah. unauthorized copies, sure. But if the original creator mints another of the same thing. Oh yeah, that's they have the original. I mean that so to to take from your example, 
Da Vinci painted Madonna of the Rocks and uh, Virgin of the Rocks, mm -hmm. which are two very similar paintings. They're almost identical with some differences. So in essence, it's like he made one NFT and then he made a second one. However, I don't think either has more or less value by virtue of the existence of the other. So mm. I don't I don't think that sort of comparison really applies to something like an NFT. I think we're looking at NFTs a little bit differently. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. Uh, this is like I think this is a very new technology that we're going to have to work out like as well, or as carefully or as quickly as we can. I think it's cool because it gives digital art like an actual physical kind of being now. Or as close digital, to one as it can get. Digital art used to just always be like, you know, a JPEG on the internet. And if and it, like, it, the like, best you could do to protect it was a watermark. Yeah, and fine arts, you know. Um, They're that's tangible. Like, that's tangible and that's real. There's only the one that you made. So there's like real scarcity there. But like now digital art could be up in the world of fine arts. And I think that's why Beeple's uh, NFT sold so much. Because he is kind of like this in-between section where he's kind of like, he creates art that is tantamount, similar to like a fine artist would. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, none of it is actually like physical. True. It's all digital art, and it's all just like JPEGs on the internet. And he could take his, <laughs> so his no file, <laughs> he could take his file to any printer and have them print out vast copies of the images. Okay, did you find True. Army Hammer's? Um, no, I didn't want to talk about NFT. that one. Well, yeah, well that's the that's the bit where like we're finding out that this might be where it kind of jumps the shark, where like this might water down the market in general because some of his shitty tweets I are. Um, I didn't want to talk. About, I didn't think well, that was really worth. Well, I, I'm, I'm just from. That's a, why I didn't include it. Well, that's the thing. Let's just say that like, look, you don't have to talk about like his like him as a whole, but just so now these messages are also NFTs, and I don't know what do you think. Just. It's, I will tell you that part of the fact that they're NFTs has to do with um, their proof, their evidence, um, but also, like, uh, theoretically forever ingraining his fucked upness into, like, society so that people know forever that he's a fucking creep. True. So, but the but the question I guess I had a more global question is like what that like now that like tweets from famous people can be NFTs, uh, what like do, what do you think that'll do to like the market in general? Like I think that might water down the market a little bit so that people oh, that, like, who anything could be NFTs. Yes, yeah, like because yeah. like the older more like um older investors who like would already be slow to invest in this sort of thing like my like my dad. He's like, yeah, you're not gonna tell me that to, you're not gonna sell me on like uh, like um cryptocurrencies and NFTs. He's going to be even slower to adopt this and people like that because of this. Like, well, a tweet's an NFT. What what value does this bring to me? So I don't know. Like, that's I, that's one of my worries. Is like we're gonna we're gonna jump the shark with NFTs. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the clear cut answer is for that. Well, what uh, good are you? you? You spend all this time watching YouTube videos, <laughs> sitting there talking about, like, you know, cyber contracts and shit, like the wave of the future, and then I ask you one question, it's like, Pow. Well, sometimes questions are pretty good and can't be. Well, this is, this is my <laughs> view on it, though. Mm. 
I'll take it. Um, then it has to do with kind of like being the first NFTs. Mm-hmm. Like NFTs didn't really start until like last year to like now. This is really the first year that they're all coming out. Yeah. I mean, the first ones actually were in 2017. These things called CryptoKitties. Okay. Oh, I remember those. But now, like, they're turning everything into, like, these little non-fungible tokens. And so I think there might be some value in it being, like, among the first tweets that were ever created. Oh, but, the the, NFTs. but that market's not going to stay as strong. But I think I think what happens is... Um, Someone's probably going to mint Elon Musk talking about Doge. I think the nice. market will... I think NFTs are the future, and I think the NFT market will grow bigger and stronger and be legitimate, like, financial sector of the world. Kind of like fine arts, maybe even yeah. bigger than fine arts. Makes sense. All right. And it's oh. more, you know, accessible. So what eventually will happen is the market will choose okay. what is... Like, what right is now valuable? the market doesn't know what things cost because everything's, like, crazy. Yeah. Eventually it'll settle down, and the market will choose, like, oh... You know what? Tweets aren't valuable to us, but like you know, this this thing is this valuable. Totes valuable. So it'll it'll just kind of like even itself out. So right now, you're if you're buying stuff, uh, you know, we don't really know for sure if it's gonna hold value in the future because we don't yeah. know what people will value in the True. future. <laughs> I'm gonna go with yeah. Pokemon cards. All right. So listen, uh, how about we move on to the movie? It's War Movie Month. And uh, we our first. What, now, how'd you tell? How about you tell them what our first movie of the, of the month is? What's our first movie of the well, month? First, we gotta say, um, Mayday! 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 I don't Mayday. have a, I don't have a, uh, should, I should have brought an alarm sound effect. Huh? I, uh, 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 um, say our first. Oh, yeah, it's my shit. Shit, okay, um, Steven. We watched Captain America, the first Avenger, which technically is a war movie.
early trailers we watched like at the, like oh well it came out in 2011 yeah so it works. Yeah, like this the movie is 10 years old so yeah but the jesus right fucking christ but the, yeah but the thing is like yeah you can really tell like at the end of this movie they like, showed a trailer for the avengers and it's like wow that felt way different than trailers we see today yeah because they just they just pulled footage from the upcoming film yeah. rather than what they do now which is where they have a unique sequence mm-hmm. that's kind of just like an uh, a short to bridge the gap between that movie and help you anticipate what's coming next yeah well and even from a trailer standpoint it just felt like yeah way way different too like so yeah it's yeah. it it really cool to see like through this one like media universe like like the evolution of media but how about we get in in, into the movie, Captain America, Chris Evans at the start. He's he, he's um he's a scrawny dude. Yeah. So and he gets into the military. Basic training. Do do we, let me do like a quick okay. synop. <laughs> I'm sure that anybody who listens to us either like knows us and therefore by being someone who knows us is already someone who watches Marvel. Yeah. Um. However, for those. For the one of you. Yeah, one or two people that maybe do don't watch Marvel films. Captain America is Steve Rogers, who's a skinny, tiny kid. A little skinny boy. From Brooklyn, who wants to join the military. He wants to serve, but he has so many health conditions that he is completely unfit. So he keeps trying to um, volunteer, and they keep turning him away. Um, And his best friend, Bucky, Sergeant James Barnes... um, is going away and Steve is really sad and jealous until um, Erskine or whatever his name is, played by Stanley Tucci, like... Tucci gang, Tucci gang, Tucci gang. gang. (laughs) He he actually approves him to join the army, puts him through the shortest basic training that has ever existed... Um, and then they decide that they're going to put him into the super soldier. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Program. Super program. program yeah. Thank you. For whatever reason, the program's not com- program wasn't coming to mind. Super soldier program. He gets juiced the fuck up oh, and yeah. turns into the glory that is Chris Evans. Um, and he fights the what we, we we've described them as what now, Victor? Well, they use that uh, Infinity Stone, the Tesseract, to create laser guns. Well, okay, well that's that's in Nazis. the future. Yeah, but what what do we call them? What La- do we call laser Nazis? We call them laser Nazis. Yeah, now. he ends up fighting laser Nazis towards the end of the film. Um, I think I watched that YouTube uh, series. <laughs> he then ends up becoming like just this, you know, Uncle Sam kind of character. You know, join the military, support the military, buy war bonds, etc. Until he finds out that Bucky has gone missing. He convinces Agent Carter to let him go on a mission to recover him. And then they realize that they need to go fight Hugo Weaving's Red Skull to... Head of the Laser Nazis. Head of the Laser Nazis and HYDRA. Um, to which is the deep science division of the Nazis, to um, destroy like all of their science bases. Um, they meet the laser Nazis, 
he takes on like a bunch of people one on one. Um, <clears throat> my throat is getting dry, and <clears throat> excuse me. Well, yeah, it turns into this thing where the, that's that's um, the strategic uh, resource command with his areas that like thing of expertise is like take on Hydra while the rest of the war is going <clears throat> on around him. Right. So like they're they're trying to take down Schmidt, the Red Skull, um, who has broken from Hitler for the most part, uh, and then it gets to the point where like Red Skull is sort of no longer an issue. I don't remember did he kill him or I don't whatever, um, but oh no he, he he's hold, they fight over the Tesseract and he gets teleported into space to um to the end game. Well, technically, didn't he die? He kind of—he's a ghost, so yeah, he, kind of—he's dead. He's some—he's some form <clears throat> of ghost at this point. But Steve has to captain, pilot the, um, the big cargo plane, the bomber ship that's delivering all of these bombs into all of like, the major cities. Yeah, the Tesseract bombs. Yeah, um, and like all throughout this time, he and Sergeant Agent—I keep wanting to call her Sergeant—Agent Carter are like. Fighting their feelings for each other, and then they're mad at each other. Um, Real will they won't they think? Yeah, and um, you know they had made a date to go on a dance, to go to go dance to go to at the Crow Club or something. Now I think he had second thoughts because he didn't have to auger that that flying for the into <laughs> yeah, the into the ice like he, an idiot. He flies the plane into this giant glacier. Um, I got. I got to save everyone. It's like, well, yeah, you're gonna land, right? No, no, forty-five degree angle, right into the ground. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Howard Stark <laughs> is in this, and he is basically Tony, but in the forties. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, so good. Yeah, he's almost more quirky than Tony is in some ways, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Because then they show him later in life as just being this like hard ass who can't connect. Sort of with a madman. Yeah, sort of a madman style like guy. Well, I mean, literally played by a dude from Mad from Men. From Mad Men, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then towards, like, at the very end, uh, they discover his body in the ice, and they wake him up because he's been on ice for, like, 70 years. Um, and Nick Fury is like, how would you like to save the world with me, basically? Like, I'd like to talk to you about the delayed retirement program. Yeah. but like, So, back to the... Just a couple things I wanted to mention in basic training. Yes. Um, it didn't. It only had to be a week because he had proved himself. Right. Yeah. What some some big, um, you know, events, act, some acts happened. of heroism, and also like brains. Yeah. Work also, smarter, not harder. Jump on the grenades so that nobody <laughs> dies except you. But also, if you're if you're just pumping them full of like super soldier serum, I guess you really don't need the same. Training yeah. And then they're like, oh, I've seen enough. Yeah, you go. He took the pin out of the flagpole and he jumped on a group. He's kind of a little suicidal. Well, so. suicidal. This is what we need. We need someone who's <laughs> going to throw himself into danger like a psychopath. Anyway, well, something that the doctor said um, is that, like, the reason why they didn't choose one of the other recruits, Hodge, is that the super soldier serum amplifies everything that is already within a person. Um, so what's good becomes, like, what do you say, great. And what's bad becomes worse so that's why schmidt became like a like the head of the laser nazis right so when the doctor had been working for germany um he manufactured sort of like the beta version mm -hmm. of the serum 
and gave it to Schmidt, who his face melted off. Yeah, it turned into a skull. He turned into sort of. just this like you really don't need leathery red like. Uh, how much do you skull? really? How much use do you get out of like the structure of the nose? Honestly, like realistically, it's all back here. That's what you need. So he's fine. I know. That's Michael Jackson. Uh, okay, but uh, going back to the beginning of the movie, um, like he has a bunch of health problems, and I looked it up, and oh my god, he has <laughs> asthma, scarlet fever, rheumatic fever, uh, what's it, sinitis, uh, let's see, uh, frequent cold, Sin- high blood pressure, sinusitis, sinusitis, yeah, um, uh, palpitations or pounding heart, easy f- um, fatigability, heart trouble. He has two different forms of heart trouble, uh, nervous trouble of any sort. Uh, has had household contact with it looks like tuberculosis yep. and parent slash sibling with disabilities. Like this guy has, <laughs> this man is a is a walking yes. wreck. So the the TB his mom worked in a TB oh a clinic yes TB clinic and then she obviously ended up contracting it and he dying. Looked, other than being small, he just looked pretty healthy actually. It didn't right? look like he had any of those complications whatsoever. Well, I mean they they gave him sort of like like this very. <sighs> His pallor was was pretty ashen, I think, and they kind of like deepened the circles under his eyes a bit. I so guess. I mean, you know, if the super soldier serum amplifies everything that's within you, shouldn't like his tuberculosis just, just be like out of control? He just coughs on the Nazis and they die. Uh, well, oh, that's why also, the doctor had to make sure it's like this is this brings out emotional stuff. Yeah. Also, oh. it looks it looks like up top here it says um, left and right ear discharge. Great. Oh, that is that is. So he probably has had ear infections. A lot. Like, but with all of those things, he is still, in a lot of ways, kind of like the most badass person, even being that small. Um, Something that he tells Agent Carter is, if you start running, they'll never let you stop, and that's why he always stands up in a fight, even if he's getting his ass kicked, and even if they kick his ass every single time. Because the moment that you start running, they'll never let you stop. Which I think is... is stop that's, that's, that's inspirational. Yeah. Now, um, another thing we want to talk about was the, the laser Nazis. They, they, their, their, their weapons seem to follow the Star Trek rule where it's, it'll just vaporize just you mm-hmm. and nothing. At, like, yeah, there's no you, collateral with it. Yeah, you, your clothes, and not like a chunk of the ground beneath you if you're holding a gun. That's gone too. Yeah. <laughs> you, the seat, if, you, if they hit you in, a, in like a car seat, the seat's fine. <laughs> maybe it just goes for well i was gonna say maybe well, it just goes they, for organic matter however if it's eating like their clothes and the gun yeah right so yeah, that doesn't like really when you shoot it at like a vehicle it just makes the vehicle explode yeah <laughs> when, when you shoot at a person they vaporize like uh, we were talking about like 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 what, what what if you hit somebody in the toe and they have time to see like their whole body oh guys coming up my leg ah! yeah <laughs> It seems like these these Nazis had really good aim, like yeah. direct hitting. Oh yeah, like the dead s- center mass. Say what you will about the Nazis, good shots, snappy dressers. I was saying like Schmidt had some some sweet outfits. What he really had that was really nice though. Was oh, propeller death was his oh. car. Oh. <laughs> his car. Let's talk about his car real quick. Yeah, let's say he had like the Hitler mobile on steroids, like this fucking like Duesenberg motherfucker, and. Yeah, I I looked up the guy who designed it actually used to work for VW Volkswagen, um, and he came up with this like super wild, out of like 
out of this world kind of design. And he was like, they're not, they're not going to like this. And they're like, no, we love this. Like the whole idea is that it looks like it fits the time, but it's also like super futuristic at the same time. Uh, retro, yeah, retro futuristic, it I think does. is the term. Um, here, hang on. It uh, looks, yeah, it looks 50s, but it looks like Art Deco and Italian futurists. You know, I realized I, sh- I should I should have done this uh, right when you got done with the with the overall recap. But w- listen, we're gonna go for like another like five ish minutes. But we're, we're we only have four minutes of recording for this one. So let's let's take a, let's take a break in that thing. Yes, um, but he starts using things before he ever picks oh, up yeah. the shield. So like they initially, he just he just has like the regular like shield shape that's got you know, stars and stripes. Right. Um, but then Howard is showing him all of these like little prototypes and he glances down and chooses the vibranium shield that uh, Peggy like shoots because mm-hmm. she's mad at him. But Howard says, like you were mentioning, yeah, this is literally the most expensive metal on earth and that's basically all we have of it because, you know, Wakanda's like, don't come over here. Yeah. Um. So it was kind of funny, but he like he used that car door that had a star on it. And I was right. like, I was like, ah, ah, uh, ah. And before that, it's like uh, he, he brings up like the, the, the trash can lid. Like they, they mm-hmm. really said he's going to be Captain America. We promise. Yeah. Just give it, he, he's, it, we're working up to it. Uh-huh. I think it's funny that they got all the vibranium that they had. Put it into one Frisbee. And they put it into one shield. It's like. They couldn't make a little bunch of little things out of it. Nope, no bulletproof vests. No, like, <laughs> no, no, no armor of any sort. Just nope. I mean, yeah, armor would have made more sense, but like other little things, I don't think would have made as much sense because like they realize it's the strongest metal. It absorbs uh, momentum, Vib- vibrations, yep. so it's not going to have any kickback. It would make sense to have some sort of a shield-like thing. So. But then also a if they vest so or someone just said, hey, a make shield. a shield out of it. Yeah, like, what? yeah, make a sh- something that shields. And yeah, but th- uh, also if they didn't do that, the movie wouldn't happen. So True. There, there's that as well. Make the movie oh, speaking of the movie, like uh, the movie hat just kind of happening is like he's trying to get drunk after he loses somebody, and um, he's sitting there like, oh, the the. The, the serum heals my liver so I can't get drunk. And I'm sitting there like, that's not how that works. You just process the booze through your liver. You know, it's, it, I, I, like, it's supposed to be like it shields my liver or keeps it from getting in. But realistically, the, that logic by that logic, like, you know, like... His liver's just stronger. Yeah, it's like, I, I, I guess. But the way they describe it is like, no, no, it, it heals me super fast. So, like, if I run, I, I, I can never go fast because uh, my legs heal. <laughs> they, they don't get bigger. They just heal back to normal. Well, I can't. I can't run faster either because, like my like my cardio, it doesn't expand. It just like stays where it is because I'm protected. So then, if we're applying the same logic, because technically, the super soldier serum is also part of the Weapon X program, like. They haven't actually crossed those lines in the MCU or in the X-Men universe, but yeah. technically they are the same program. I, I guess, yeah. Well, Wolverine, it, has a, Wolverine has the O natural healing factor, so yeah, he can't get drunk either, I guess. Right, so... Yeah, because he heals. He, yeah, his liver heals. So is, like, 
do they sort of? I mean, obviously, Steve Rogers isn't going to have the same kind of a heel factor yeah, as Wolverine. You, you, you probably couldn't chop off his head like he could with uh, Wolverine. Can you chop off Wolverine's head? Oh, yeah, you can totally. Like, uh, I've heard it said like if, he, if one cell remains, he will like regenerate from that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So will will, his, will his head will his his yeah that 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 or that or Deadpool similar deal. Well, I was gonna say, will his head regrow a body or will his body regrow a head? There's or a, there's there one two? cool there's one cool comic with Deadpool where like a bunch of like body parts that got sliced oh, off. Oh, I of remember him. that. I read that one. So yeah, technically but Wolverine. A Wolverine, I think. Er, yes. Will he grow into a clone? I will say it's it's. I, I'm guessing it's like budding. It's like it's like asexual reproduction. He's just gonna. Pop off a part of himself, and that'll grow into one. Two, go have two surly, hairy dudes fighting for you. So you just have to wait for his healing to wear out, for his X gene to I guess. disintegrate. I in think his it's body. Fun I guess that they made him so that he couldn't get drunk. Right, it's kind of like Captain America is like um, very wholesome. Yeah, in every imagine, way, naturally. Yeah. Imagine if he's trying to watch porn. It's like, yeah, I, I, I can't. Whenever like these natural blurs come on, and I'm trying to see a woman's breasts. Yeah, it just I'm so I'm so pure that only I can only see a woman without the blur if I've married them. <laughs> can't get drunk, I can't watch pornography. It's like well, is it any marriage or just like does it have to be Christian? It's like no, it has to be the, the right religion, obviously. And uh <laughs> when people cuss, like my ears go silent for a little bit. And it's like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's what he hears every time. <laughs> Uh, something that I pointed out to the two of you was when Peggy brings him to the shield lab. Oh yeah. That they w- go through like an antique store, but I looked at that and I was like, it literally looks like they're going into the Kingsman Yeah. And they have store. They have that password that she was like, Oh, that's like the thing. It's like Oxford's not brogues. And they have like a little umbrella thing. But the thing is like, yeah, what we noticed after that was like, that place is staffed by like at least a hundred people. They would have mul- probably multiple different I, entrances, I, different I, places. I, I hope so, but you'd also have to build that in there. Like you'd have to tear down the block, build up the laboratory, then it put the thing around it. Like no one who lives there is going to be like fooled. So my guess would be that if you had to get an answer out of Marvel, that. They had already built kind of a bunker underground, I, I guess. and then they built the city block on top of it. Oh, I, I, I think I think that the city's over here, and then they had all their like cranes and construction trucks and drills over here. Okay, they dug a big hole and dug it all the way. There we <laughs> go they, to the city. It sounds and then up. Yeah, that's that. I like that. I like that one. I mean, that would work too, but it's just technically it's just, the room was circular, so there may have been. Other entrances, but that entrance looks pretty main. Yeah, it's the one that they use to like get out too. I like to think that yeah, there's just like a bunch of like soldiers and stuff going in, and they just think they're fooling everybody. <laughs> it's like sci- people in lab coats and MPs, like just hundred people walk in in the morning into this bookstore. Well, I, I mean, there's there's so Tony Stark's what's his name? Oh, yeah, to, fa- famous wor- world famous billionaire at the or millionaire of the time walks into. <laughs> well, yeah, they're so incognito that Shield. Or uh, Hydra definitely would never ever infiltrate and blow it up. Blow it up, shoot them. I like that spy. He had a Luger. Like for some reason, no one thought told him like, "Hey, spycraft man, don't don't carry a German weapon around if you're a spy." Imagine Hydra's like, they must have a secret base somewhere. It's like, yeah, there's this uh, bookstore that like a bunch of MP guards. It's an antique and store. It's a, oh, sorry, an antique, antique store, store that, that they all keep walking into. Has has an insane amount of military and scientific foot traffic. 
I've seen senators, scientists, and billionaires walk into it and not walk out for days. Should we send someone there? It couldn't hurt to send someone I mean, there. I guess. <laughs> it, fe- it, it feels like a long shot. It feels like a long shot, but yeah, why not? We, we try. <laughs> and it, listen, Schmidt, it, it, it most likely will not work out, but we, we give it a look. <laughs> I, I, th- I think it's in the farmlands. So, I mean, overall, I think this is actually a pretty good Marvel film. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a fun one, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's it's... I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, not the least because, you know, we literally got to see Chris Evans shirtless. Chris Evans. He's spending a lot of, he spent a lot of time on that bench though. He got those pecs going. Oh yeah. He, like he is like, absolutely. His, his chest. Yeah. Like, like his torso is like 38% chest. <laughs> I'm about it. Oh yeah. I like it. Okay. So, uh, listen, I, this is like you can watch these in order to like I like this about the Marvel movies unlike Star Wars where you have to make a decision like do I show them the the original trilogy then the sequel then the this one you can watch uh, in chronological order or in order of release I really like it yeah yeah all right so how about we start to play this out so next week we will be continuing our war films we haven't decided yet what we're gonna get to next. We have a pretty decent list. Oh, yeah. We got some good stuff. Um, but that being said, thanks for listening to the Transit Podcast. I'm Samantha. I'm Victor. I'm Spike. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time, everybody. We will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>